Mr. Comedy Store, Ed Sullivan, our actor! Here in lovely Freddy's Bar and Back Room in lovely Parkstone South, we're also being broadcast worldwide, international, out to national, on Blazing Light Radio. Here we have Ryan on Tamika on the, on the soundboard for that. Give it up! Woo!
right before the election, I got this conversation with this guy, and the guy's like, hey, what do you think of Romney? Are you going to vote for him? And I was just like, well, I don't know. I, was just, I, I don't think I could really vote for a guy who's uh, in a cult, you know, like Mormonism, in a cult. And the guy who misunderstood me goes like, yeah, you're right, he is a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was like, no, I didn't say that. I didn't say he was a cunt. I said he, he was in a cult. He goes, cult, cunt, what's the difference? <laughs> I was like, there's a big difference, really. <laughs> For one thing, I've never wanted to be inside of a cult. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> I'm an okay looking guy, um, but people talk about, uh, people talk about like, uh, oh, this girl's out of my league, this guy's out of my league, or whatever. There's no one really out of my league. There isn't. I mean, I just, I don't know, maybe I just have confidence or I just don't care anymore. There's no one's out. There's, there's a couple of women not out of my league. Okay, I'm wrong with it. Madonna. Madonna's out of my league. Like, 20 years ago, Madonna from 20 years ago, come on, that's, she was out of my league. Her and Gina Davis, because those two girls, we're legal alone. Am I right? Where's Ed McMahon? Where's Ed McMahon? He's still Ed McMahon is a uh, Jamaican with a tashiki. That is. Uh, I've never been on Tonight Show. I've been on Merv Griffin. Not the show. I was just physically on him. And he enjoyed it, so that's a credit I can use. Oh, God. So uh, I'm, uh, I'm walking dogs for a living. That's, uh, that's painfully obvious right now. Uh, and I have uh, this one client. Thank you. Uh, the audience at home can't see you holding yeah. a bag of food. Yeah. <laughs> and they also can't hear you talking to me. So that's uh, extra awkward. I, um, I, I want this one dog. And this one dog, uh, uh, they leave the radio on for him. It's like an older dog. And, and they, they used to leave the classic rock station on. And it's just like, I go in there, it's just like, here I am, rock you like a hurricane. The dog's like, yeah, let's go for a fucking walk, yeah! <laughs> and just like, I tell him, just like, I take him back, and he's like all excited. Uh, I don't know why they did this, maybe it was an accident, but the other day, uh, they switched the radio station to NPR. <laughs> and I came in there, and he could give a shit that I was there. <laughs> he, was just, uh, I, he was above me at this point. I came in, I was like, hey, Spencer, you want to go for a walk? He's like, <sighs> All right. <laughs> like, listen, I was listening to this, uh, this uh, problems here, but uh, I'll, I'll go. Let's go. And I took him out for a walk, and he's was, was almost like looking at other dogs, like, yeah, look who's walking me. I'm <laughs> 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 uh, well, doing pretty well. Um, I, uh, I, uh, I'm making money. I'm making the most money I've ever made in New York. But uh, <laughs> what does that really mean? It means I can afford to live in a apartment with bathrooms in the hallway. Um, but uh, but I'm like walking dog, and I, I'm getting to the point where I'm making so much money that the other day I was walking down the street, and I looked in the ground, found a penny, didn't pick it up. What? Didn't think for a second that I needed to pick that up. <laughs> Just like, I don't need your charity, West 13th Street, okay? <laughs> I'm only bending over for nickels now. By the way, bending over for nickels, worst porno ever, okay? <laughs> don't rent that. Don't rent bending over for nickels. Uh, first of all, because you can't rent anything, okay? Early, I'm a thousand years old. Ye old video store. The thing is, like, about like a year and a half ago, I would have totally picked that penny up. I would have been like, oh, this is my day. 24 more of those, and I get myself a zebra cake. <laughs> and that will be my dinner. <laughs> I, had, I, had a, I had a friend of mine visit me uh, from Boston, uh, where I'm originally from, 
and he wanted to go to Times Square because he hates me, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's go to the Toys R Us. I'm like, uh, yeah, okay, friend, I'll never be friends with again. Uh, so I did that with him, 40-year-old guy. Uh, and afterwards, I'm like, I'm getting a drink. Forgetting that I was in Times Square. I go to this bar in Times Square, order a beer, $10. $10 for a beer. You know you can get for $10 in Canada? Healthcare. <laughs> and $10. They give you the $10 back. They have no need for your $10. You know what you get for $10 in Uganda? Uganda. <laughs> and $10. It's not their currency. What are they going to do? Eat it? Come on. So, uh, I'm kind of an open-minded guy. Uh, I, uh, I like my gays. Um, not just gay people, but I actually have gays that I own. It's, it's kind of impressive. I don't know why I own these. Uh, but they're cool, they're cool with But I have a theory that people who are anti-gay, and I mean across the board, anti-gay, are in fact secretly gay themselves. Just like people who are really racist are secretly gay themselves. <laughs> There's nothing gayer than racist. <laughs> Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt are getting married. That's, that's true, right? That's, that's true. I didn't make that up. That happened five months ago. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's really sad when, when people settle <laughs> for perfection. Brad Pitt's so hot that Jennifer Anderson wasn't hot enough for him. That's the whole. Brad Pitt, and if, if I went straight, I would totally be gay. That's the, the only two options, really. Um, I'll tell a joke in a second. Um, <laughs> Are you just ripping off crap from a notebook? Yes. Okay, it's my show. I can I can filibuster. Uh, laughs will be. At, oh, by the way, I should have I should have brought this up at the beginning. Uh, it's very important that you people laugh during the show. I should have brought that up uh, because if you don't, then this is no longer a comedy show. It's a poetry slam. Okay, because that's how poetry really is. Jokes that aren't funny. <laughs> Maya Angelou, nothing but setups. Nothing but setups. Vince could write a punchline. Yes, I called her a bitch. Um, Oprah Winfrey is following me on Twitter. Oprah Winfrey is following me on Twitter. That's pretty good. Uh, which means nothing, actually. It means absolutely nothing. Oprah Winfrey following you on Twitter is the equivalent of LeVar Burton following you in real life. <laughs> Hi, 911. The guy from Reading Rainbow is stalking me again. Would you do something about that? Uh, again, laughter will be later. So, um, and it's going to be like really shrill laughter, too. It's going to be like in the Brady Bunch. You know, just like... Turn up his loud spot. I really am regretting wearing this jacket that no one can see on the radio. It's really kind of hot up here. Uh, I am this. I am. I, I'm sweating like a pregnant woman up here. It's just it's hot. And I'm not just saying because it's physically hot. It's this show is hot. That's why my. <laughs> Blaze and Rye, or as I called it to a couple people, uh, Brazen Blazen R Y, because I'm a moron. Apparently, I didn't go to college. Um, so uh, I'll do another joke, and uh, then we'll get the show started, okay? Um, I have a friend of mine who's going through a really bad breakup, and uh, he told me that the worst part about it is that <laughs> he can't listen to oldies radio anymore. I'm like, really? That's, that's the worst part about the breakup? I'm like, oh, that's the worst part? He's like, yeah, well, because every song reminds me of her. Every song reminds you of her? Serpent Bird? Serpent Bird bringing up the memories of the old flame? Well, I bought a bird, 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 I bought a bird
você foi tudo só
And I just wanted to hear some good news. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good name that did not backfire. <laughs> it was a much worse day. Yeah. I'm messing up this mic a little bit. Um, I went to college. You guys moved out of college, right? Did we all go to college? Woo! I I did go to college. And I, I feel like college was the smartest and dumbest time in my life. You know, like I was well read and informed. I could write a forty page paper on microeconomics in no time. But at the same time, I had those times where I was so high <laughs> I thought I was stuck in a box. <laughs> But it turns out I was just looking at the rims of my glasses. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at you the whole time. If she doesn't laugh, I mean she doesn't care. <laughs> I am I am Hispanic. Uh I yeah. Uh, there's no Hispanic people here, right? Just the guy in the kitchen. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think they let Hispanics in here anyway, so it's okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm Colombian. My family's Colombian, but I was raised in Mexico, and so I call myself Mexican. So I never lived in Colombia. Uh, so yeah, so that's why I am. But a lot of people like to call me the tallest Mexican in the world, <laughs> and I call them right. <laughs> Guys, I don't like stereotypes. <laughs> I don't. They're mean, right? Especially when it comes to black guys on the subway train. That's the there me. Because no matter how well dressed a black guy is, if he is sleeping on that train, we automatically assume he's homeless. <laughs> Thank you, white people, for laughing at me. <laughs> 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 I like a gap commercial in here. Anyway, uh, I was on a I was on a bus in Harlem and uh Oh my goodness, this was like a little while, a few months ago. I was on a bus in Harlem, and someone actually grabbed my iPhone from my hand. Yeah, it, it, like it really happened. I was really pissed. Luckily, I snatched it back and threw it on the ground, and I felt like so bad. I was like so proud of myself. You know, mostly proud to know that I am stronger than a sixth grader. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she's not at the show. Anyway, uh, I, uh, I, 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 I'm kind of a loner. I don't, I don't really like to go out much. I, uh, you know, I, it's very awkward for me to deal with, you know, social situations. So I was at this Halloween party a couple weeks ago. It was a costume party, right? And I'm hanging out there, and I don't really like to talk to people, but you know, I, I, you, you know you're a loser when you go to a party only because you think it's good for you, right? <laughs> you have friends, you have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but I went to this party, and I got cornered by this Wall Street guy, he was talking to me and stuff, and he was dressed as a Mexican. And I'm like, wow, this is a nice costume. You know, I'm Mexican too, it's just, you know, a lot more subtle. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not wearing a sombrero. Uh, but he was like, no, you got this wrong. I'm a drunk Mexican. Oh, even better. <laughs> and then he asked me, are you offended? I said, no. No, are you kidding me? 
I mean, what? You work in Wall Street? You live in Tribeca? I'm assuming the Mexicans you see in your day-to-day -day life are, you know, hardworking individuals who make little to no money watching you get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we get some Mexicans in this party to dress up like white drunk uh, Wall Street douchebags? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm dressed as. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I uh I'm gonna leave you this. I was uh I was seeing someone uh like a while ago and uh I don't know, like it was cool, it was, you know, we were having a good time and stuff, but I, I wasn't sure about him and we were hanging around my apartment, we were talking about movies and he told me I might be in the minority in this, but I never liked the departed. And I was like, ooh, I don't think we should see each other anymore. And he asked, like, why? You really like that movie? No. I just thought it would be a good time to tell you right now. <laughs> 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 Thank you, guys. You guys. Yeah. <laughs> 
And this finally got like, uh, it finally got released to the public because everything those guys talk about is of like national security. So it took like months and months. This guy who was a plotter in 9 11 wrote to the inmate LeBron James, and in it he wrote this saying, Dear LeBron James, formal way to start. Dear LeBron James, I think you were a terrible guy for going from Cleveland to Miami. <laughs>
Oh, yeah. I hate to have to say that first, that I like gangster rapper Ice Cube, because he's no longer a gangster rapper Ice Cube. <laughs> you can't be a gangster and talk to Coors Light bottles. That's <laughs> <laughs> kind of the rules of that. Right, exactly. See, that's true. This man needs to be known for being straight out of Compton, and now he's known for Are We There Yet? <laughs> no, but I love, I love this uh, song, uh, Today Was a Good Day. It's one of my favorite songs of all time. Uh, today is a good. Today was a good day. This is a semi-autobiographical uh, day in his life, uh, in which he describes the events of the day, and he decides to end the song with two of the greatest lines. Uh, Didn't have to use the 8K. Today was a good day. <laughs> <laughs> so by that standard, I feel like all of us have had great weeks. I don't know. Anyone <laughs> <here>. <laughs> Somebody might have broken their record. I don't know. <laughs> no, but like Ice Cube also earlier in the song said, "Hey, get me on the court, and I'm trouble." Fucked around and got a triple double. You know how hard it is to get a triple double? <laughs> and you just fucked around and got one? <laughs> there are guys in the NBA Hall of Fame who've never had a triple double. <laughs> <laughs> you just fucking around and got one? How did you do that, Steve? I was just watching Sports Center back in '92. They've been like, yeah, 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 we're coming to you live from a park. Oh, yeah, in South Central LA. Why are we here? Because a man has fucked around <laughs> and got a triple double. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know how to do this, Jim. Uh, all right, I'm going to talk to him right now. Uh, we're talking to Ice Cube. How did you do it? Um, I just kept stats. <laughs> <laughs> Who keeps stats? And also, like, I feel like Ice Cube probably like, made up new rules when he showed up. He was like, oh, by the way, whenever I score, that's a rebound. And an assist. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that. You're the game for everyone. All right. I, I don't have enough time to try out this last one, but um, I'll tell you uh, this thing real quick. Um, I uh, <laughs> this new day job that I'm doing. It's a weird experience, and I have to make a lot of phone calls. So actually, I get a lot of voicemails from time to time. This is the weirdest voicemail I've gotten recently. Someone. Left this. They said, oh, I'm sorry, I can't get this phone right now. I'm either on the old line or I'm uh, not in the office. Please leave a message. Also, uh, if this is an emergency, please hang up and dial 911. <laughs> Who's calling you if they have to call 911? <laughs> 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 The lady who I called was an academic advisor. Like, who's calling? <laughs> oh my God, it's Scott. It's Biology 101 for all of All right, guys, I'm in the coach. Thanks a lot. Thunderdome in Rockaway right now. I don't know 
if you guys even have seen the second Mad Max. <laughs> the honest of the dome, that is a reference to what I'm talking about. Uh, Tina Turner is just happy to have the work. To be honest, at this point, two men enter, one man leaves. <laughs> How did we not see the gas shortage coming? I don't know. We should have really redone this. I mean, I have a fucking gas canister. We never saw people with the cars in the line. No, people were just with the cans. How far do you have to go? That two, two gallons is going to get you there. I don't know if saw the Doppler radar that they were showing on the widespread uh, effect of the storm. Two gallons of gas was not going to be outside <laughs> the hit area. You know, Harrison was talking about how he made sure he got his uh, condoms and, and his uh, raspberry preserves. I made sure I saw my weed guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I worried about where food was going to come from hours later. <laughs> As I normally do when food is readily available. <laughs> I had a lot of breadsticks. <laughs> I found them, I eat them. <laughs> I live in Brooklyn, so I didn't really have, you know, I, my, my parents live in the city. They, they, they lost power for five days, so day one, I was fucking out of there. I was like, yep, see you guys, I'm going to go waste electricity. Go <laughs> sit at home. Came back in town just in time to get their, for them to get their power back on. I, uh, I only came back, I only came back into the city because I had to go to the Knicks game, and I didn't know that that was going to give all of us power back. <laughs> the Knicks winning their home opener fucking turning the electricity back on was the last downtown. Seriously, as soon as the game ended, they started playing fucking taking care of business all through Tizenda. I know. If you guys were there, oh my god. And UBTO <laughs> and Carmelo Anthony for playing defense for the first time in their career. It was a nice thing. I'm really happy we didn't have to start our season in Brooklyn. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's only a matter of time, guys. It's only a matter of time before the Knicks have to lose in the Barclays Center. It's, it's going to happen because they have Brooke Lopez. <laughs> which, if you didn't know, Brooke is a girl's name. Okay. Uh, Brooke certainly knows that. He and his brother Robin both fucking know his parents want girls. Uh, I only regret telling that joke in present company is that Archie Daniels is not here. <laughs> Archie Daniels is a comedian and my comedy doppelganger. We kind of look alike. Uh, I look a little bit more Jewy than him, I guess. Uh, a little bit more bulbous. Uh, I have more Jewish material, I guess, but... Uh, ultimately, we, he is my comedy doppelganger. I don't know if you guys know about this. Archie Daniels was a diehard Knicks fan for a long fucking time. And this, this offseason, he decided to jump ship. Yeah, he decided that he's now a Nets fan because he is from Brooklyn and a native of Brooklyn, living in Brooklyn. He jumped ship. And uh, every post that he made about how bad the Knicks were going to be this season... He tagged every goddamn Knicks fan in the comedy community. To make sure we fucking were all, you know, somebody's going to have to read that battle. I don't know how many people are on his Twitter feed, but I do know that 
if you make comments making fun of how bad of a choice getting Rashid Wallace out of retirement was, <laughs> and then seeing him be the difference maker in the Tehranto game, I have no words for how awesome that is. Uh, I, I think uh, it's probably it's probably karmic that that the Knicks did not open their season by losing in the Barclays Center. <laughs> Uh, it, it's nice to know that you know we we had we we opened our season against Miami. We kicked the shit out of them, and we turned on the electricity in downtown Manhattan so everybody else could see the post game show. <laughs> <laughs> so I live in Brooklyn. I live uh, 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 I live in uh, the neighborhood I live in is kind of weird. It's it's very you know it depends on who you ask what neighborhood it is because four different neighborhoods converge right where I live. So it's either Prospect Park South or Ditmas Park or Northern Haiti. I'm not really sure. <laughs> it's a very diverse black neighborhood. I am the only one that seemed to have been affected by humidity. <laughs> so the next whitest person in the neighborhood besides me is my girlfriend, and she's black. So that's been <laughs> interesting. It's cool dating a black girl too, man. Anytime you date somebody that's from a totally different cultural background than you, you are going to learn shit that you would have never known otherwise. I have learned a lot of shit. I've learned about all the different lotions that are on the market. <laughs> yeah, it's not all cocoa butter, guys. There is a lot of variety. <laughs> a lot of sense out there. Uh, I've learned which friends of mine are racist. That's <laughs> quite the eye-opener. <laughs> I had no idea there were so many bigots in my contact list. <laughs> but I do, do now have a different list in my contacts. You know, you know everybody <laughs> racist. <laughs> and for some reason, Laura. I don't know why Laura is a favorite. I think it was just a pocket thing. <laughs> I haven't seen her in years. <laughs> I think it's good, you know. I've been dating a black girl. We've been together for almost three years. I've been living in Brooklyn for almost seven. My street cred is really on its way up. I don't know what you guys have heard, but that's what's happening. <laughs> and I am the first Jewish guy she's ever dated. So, you know, she's been pretty happy with the store cred. <laughs> 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 So I don't care where you're from, everybody likes coupons. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to go in a second. I saw the light. I saw it. Uh, uh, it was the second one, so I, I, I got to go soon. <laughs> uh, I spent all. Of, I spent five minutes doing the two minutes I had allotted for topical humor, and then <laughs> so that's what happened there. Uh, my girl and I are getting, you know, two and a half years in. It's getting to the point where I know it's probably time that I should get off the pot. That's what they, you know. And if, you're not, if you're not getting married or having babies, what are you doing with your life, apparently? When I meet somebody for the first time, the very first time I'm meeting somebody, and I'm like, oh, I have my girlfriend. Oh, and you guys, oh, I just fucking met you. <laughs> my mom is allowed to ask me every day when we're getting married. person I just met. Mm, maybe he doesn't know the nuances of my relationship. Maybe he doesn't care. You're not invited to the wedding. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're going to have to pare that down. My girlfriend is like, we watch wedding shows on TV because she like watches that shit. And she's like, oh, we're going to do that. We're going to do that at my wedding. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so glad your dad is putting the bill for this fucking wedding. <laughs> because that's going to be a tall order. 
I can't even afford to buy, I keep buying blenders for other people I know that are getting married. The next person that I know that's getting married is getting a fucking smoothie. <laughs> hey, I pre-blended it. <laughs> My name is Jordan Corbett, guys. Thanks so much. Yeah. 
Uh, uh oh. <laughs> oh, speaking of love, I uh, I'm getting out of a I'm getting over a relationship. Uh, going through a breakup a little bit. Uh, I broke up with this guy because he used to say that he loved me, like way too much. It was a little weird. Uh, I never said it back. Was the thing, you know? Like you would, like that's so uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. Most people would like if they said I love you once and they didn't get a response, they would like back off, you know, with the I love you. But he just kept saying it. And uh, I said it back to him one time. And it's like you ever like uh, you ever like have a hair in your hand and the little flame, right? And you put the hair up in the flame and it goes and it looks like it's running backwards. But you're like, no hair, I'm gonna burn you, and it just disappears, right? That's what happened to my soul when I said I love you to this guy. <laughs> uh, awful part of myself. It's like he was guilting me into loving him. That's that's wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he was suicidal too. But aren't we all?
you go to the bathroom and wash up a little bit. Like you didn't take a shower, you wash it in the sink. So I'm going down and I'm happy as a fucking clam, singing a little song in my head. And uh, then he, he stops me, he pauses me, and uh, he says, you want 69? I was like, man, I'm only a 20 minute shower, you just ruined the mood. <laughs> Come on, the pussy in those sinks. There's like splashing and you have to like elevate and like lift your leg. It does not work. Okay, so I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell one more joke and get out of here. Uh, I've been thinking a lot about race lately. of the sexual encounters that I've had in the last five years or so has been borderline rape. Borderline rape on my part or on his. Not <laughs> <laughs> what, I give me a little rape sometimes. <laughs> Can we all?
a world record be broken that will never, ever, ever, ever be broken. And it didn't take place on a sports field, and it did not happen in a swimming pool, and it did not happen on a track. It happened in an announcer's booth. I heard the single most senseless piece of sports commentary that has ever been broadcast over a live TV uh, broadcast. Anyone who's watched any sports, you know that it's just kind of an ongoing running commentary of the obvious I was watching men's gymnastics. <laughs> it was a pommel horse routine. <laughs> I'm assuming that everyone here has some sort of rough idea of what happens on a pommel horse. I would love to demonstrate what happens on a pommel horse, but I'm pretty sure that I'd run my time being airlifted to Beth Israel. A back squad orthopedic surgeons would perform an experimental procedure to remove my kneecap from between two vertebrae. <laughs> but as I digress, this guy was having a session on the pommel horse. He was going, 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 swinging around. All of a sudden, he throws himself into a handstand with the power of his own arms, throws himself into the air, does a full flip, a half twist, grabs one of the rungs with one arm, swings his neck under his shoulder, throws his legs through, and then continues on with his routine like nothing fucking happened. <laughs> so there were two commentators. There were Tom and Marie. Tom remarks, Tremendous execution, Marie. And then Marie comes back with, absolutely, Tom, and you know, he's been practicing that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they let you on the plane with those daggers, Marie? And this means the viewer is thinking, uh, maybe this was just a piece of jazz-inspired gymnastics for me. <laughs> and that, and that the, the viewing audience, which, by the way, because it was the Olympics, was the entire population of the universe, was under the impression that this guy had never even done gymnastics before. Like, this morning, he woke up, uh, got in the cement truck that he drives on his dumb daily, smoking a cigarette, eating a bacon, egg, and cheese, and then is like, Oh my God, I, I, I can't go to work today. I have to go do that thing that I've been dreaming about for a while now. <laughs> and he throws an e-brake here, he hops on the phone and is like, hey boss, I, I can't make it in today. No, 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 I'm not sick. Just uh, turn on NBC. I think you're going to know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so living in Williamsburg, and I was trying to tell a friend that I can't go anywhere in that part of town without hearing the sound of a crying baby. Word. And she said, you know, isn't the whole isn't the whole baby thing a little bit more of like a park slope thing? I said, I'm not talking about actual babies. Just walking around Williamsburg, I'm constantly hearing the sound of crying babies. <laughs> coming from all the twenty somethings whose parents don't feel like they're kickstarters. <laughs>
And then this guy in the Sanchez jersey, just casually on his way to work. Let's put it this way. There are two times, you have to be one of two people in order to be able to wear a Sanchez jersey over a suit. A, you're a 9-11 first responder and it's your birthday. You're allowed to be absolutely whatever the hell you want every single day of every single year for the rest of your life. And the other instance is the 2009 NFL Draft, fifth pick of the first round. The Jets choose Mark Sanchez as their quarterback, and you're Mark Sanchez. At that point, you can go charging up on stage, throw the jersey over your seat, and sign your guaranteed $28 million fucking contract. He gets a buy. This guy in front of me, I didn't know whether which was the more egregious misrepresentation, whether he was misrepresenting his office by being such a diehard Jets fan, or whether he was more of a uh, misrepresenting Jets fan by actually owning a suit. <laughs> and the only thing that I actually gathered from this, any piece of factual information about him is uh, he doesn't even have a job, because the only thing that I heard him say to the guy that he was walking with was, I just hope the guy interviewing me likes the Jets. What <laughs> a guy. I'll share this much. Uh, just this very morning, I managed to wake up wearing the exact same thing that I had fallen asleep in. And the only reason that I mention it is because it would have been awfully fucking weird if I hadn't. <laughs> if I went to bed wearing mess shorts and a long sleeve t-shirt that I got at a high school cross-country invitational, and then woke up wearing feet pajamas and ski boots on the wrong seat, I'd have to sit down and have a pretty honest conversation with myself. Never mind the ski boots, just who exactly in the hell am I letting into my apartment to help zip up feet pajamas at four in the morning? So I was putting in some time at the gym. I was on the elliptical giving these sweet hands a lesson they won't soon forget. And I was watching I was watching the news, but I was also reading the news because there was no audio. So it's sort of coming across the, the, the type is coming across the thing as I'm watching. It was a story about a guy in India that had been attacked by a leopard. So I'm reading and it says, Luckily, this brave bystander was able to snap end of the line, and in my own head, I just fill it in, fill in my own heroics, was able to snap his neck and save the guy. Then the line resumes that says, luckily this innocent bystander was able, was able to snap this terrifying picture before the man was taken to the hospital where he later died of his injuries. And I realized that we are officially living in a time in history when the documentation of disaster is far more celebrated than the effort that I would have taken to avert it. So now it's really just a matter of time until some, like, 20-year-olds from the film academy get kidnapped in Fallujah while making a dubstep documentary. And one of them says, hey man, I say we ditch the cameras. I'll distract them. You make a run for it. I think it's their only way. And that's when the other one says, no man, I got a better idea. I want you to keep that camera rolling. And I want you to get a real nice, dramatic, soft focus on the background when they're sawing my fucking head off. <laughs> I'll share one last little notion. I'm really only interested in getting in one car accident. And it's the one where I'm doing like 120 miles in one direction and the other guy's coming at me at about a buck 30. We collide head on. We both get projected through the windshield. 
and we smash right at the skull. But it all happens so quickly that we actually walk away unscathed, except for the fact that we've switched brains. <laughs> and then when I get home, my dad will inevitably ask me if we exchanged information, and I'll be like, yeah, as a matter of fact, all of it. <laughs> anyway, I think we've all seen enough. Thank you very much. Hey, I like having sex with you. I enjoy having sex with you as well. 
We can make some money off this. <laughs> <laughs> That's not small pornography. Right. And speaking of pornography, uh, I remember one time we watched a porn together, and we were too cheap to buy one, so we downloaded it off the internet because nothing kills the mood like a pop-up ad. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I love it. There's this disclaimer that pops up: "Click here if you're 18 or older, or please go elsewhere." Really? Did you just expect people to be honest and move on with their lives? Like there's a 15-year-old, yeah, my parents are out, I'm going to watch porn. Goes on the computer, pulls out his pants, that screen pops up, and he goes, ah, come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, God damn it. <laughs> I'm watching porn. So my wife is a, uh, uh, she's a metalhead. Yeah! yeah. I like metal too, just not a metalhead. Uh, so like I kind of stick out like a sore thumb at a metal concert, you know, I'm sitting there with the foam finger on my hand going, <laughs> <laughs> The guy next to me has hair that's as long as my entire body. And hit me with his fucking hair. <laughs> And my, my wife has all these tough, like, douchebag metalhead friends, so they met me, and they're like, what, 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 what the hell is this guy? And I'm like, yeah, I'm her husband. And like, oh, yeah, and you like metal? I go, yeah, I like metal. And they're like, well, prove it. So I get a cartwheel? And <laughs> 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 I just went, in your faces. <laughs> never do that again. So my wife... <laughs> <laughs> She can be brutally honest every once in a while. Like we were, we were just hanging out one night, drinking, having fun, and she goes, "Hey, you know what? Uh, when we first started dating, I faked an orgasm. High five. Yep. <laughs> and because this pisses me off, women can fake orgasms and get away with it. You make some kind of noise, guys are like, well, she's satisfied. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> with men, it's a little more difficult. What are we going to do to fake an orgasm? Yeah. Yell out, yeah, baby. And then hope you get distracted for long enough that we can quickly throw a cup of water in your face. And <laughs> 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 he turns and looks at me, and I'm still holding the cup, and I'm just cheers. Ha, 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 ha. 
There's a phrase that I want abolished from society. Best thing since sliced bread. Just, it doesn't make sense. Like, what, how bad was life <laughs> before sliced bread was invented? Like, were they just people walking around the street aimlessly carrying loaves of bread, just going, <laughs> <laughs> trying to make sandwiches with one loaf of bread, put the meat in between, put the other loaf of bread on top? <laughs> messiest fucking thing ever. <laughs> I don't, hear that. I don't want to hear that anymore, and I don't want to hear, hey, you don't like it, you could blow me. Because you know what? That's never going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever going to be in a situation where they just like something to the point where they go, well, that's it, i got to go down on somebody. <laughs> <laughs> so I got, uh, every time I talk to a homeless guy, I always get the ones who don't say they're homeless. Like one time this guy goes up to me, he goes, Hey man, let me get a quarter. Just trying to get my kids back. <laughs> like, alright, so they're trapped in a vending machine? So your best bet is online. Like, that's your safest bet. 
So I decided to join that, like, with a friend, you know? Like, she was like, oh, it'll be great. We should join together. This will be a real fun time. Sure. I joined. Not so much of a fun time. She's having a great time, though. She's like, oh, I love it so much. It's like a candy store. I was like, yeah. Sure, it's a candy store. I love the candy store where you pick the candy and the candy only dates white guys. I think you see this on radio, but I happen to be a black man. Bring it up, bring it up. And I'm wearing a tie, which is weird because when I walked in here, someone poked me in the chest just to make sure I was real. <laughs> I can assure you I am. Where are you from? Flatbush, Brooklyn, of course. Woo! Family, family. Oh, God, are we doing this, Rick? <laughs> this is a joke only me and you are going to get. We have, we have listeners in tonight. Come on. Trinidad and Grenada. Big up, big up, big up. First setting. <laughs> and back to jokes after, after ethnic sounds. Back to jokes. Back to jokes. <laughs> Join match. Um, not so much a good idea to spend money on Match. No, not having a good time, like I said. Uh, because I, I kind of feel like women on Match only date guys that are fucking race car drivers. Like, it just doesn't work. Like, you have to either be, like, a race car driver, a millionaire, or a bodybuilder or something. Like, I can understand, like, if a guy was, like, a race car driver or a millionaire, like, that's useful shit. Like, that's, you know, I understand that, but, like, a bodybuilder, like, how would you... How would women use this? You know what I mean? Like, you're never going to need a guy with, like, that much brute strength. Like, you're never going to need, like, a guy to, like, wrestle a beer for you. It's just not going to happen. You're not going to need a guy to, like, move a car. It's not going to happen. Hmm. I think the rule should be, if you hand me a jar and I can open it, we're good. That's all you do. Apparently, that's all this. Like, that's all wrist strength. So apparently... You can master that just by doing single. Like, just by doing single. Yeah. You be the best guy at this. Just by being single. But I did meet one girl. Um, you know, I went on. I went on a date with one girl for a match. Um, she was interesting. Uh, she. I wouldn't really say that she was like my type, but I decided to give it a chance. Uh, she had like a lot of tattoos and stuff. You know, I kind of like to roll the dice with hepatitis every now and then. <laughs> like a panther and it's like you know ferocious and sexy but after a conversation of time and two trips to the olive garden uh, <laughs> it starts to look more like a crusty possum falling out of the tree <laughs> <laughs> yeah like the sweet lower back tattoo right you know like they call it the tramp stamp right mm. I don't know if that's the fact that initially I did not know this or the fact that my mom had to tell me <laughs> My mom has one. She <laughs> <laughs> no. of her giving birth to me. And the guy in this tattoo is actually pretty good because he just had to do a little disappointment on her face. <laughs> Thank you for that one, Mom. I don't know why I do this. Um, but, you know, I had, I had better luck, like, dating offline, though. Because I started dating um, one girl. I dated, I dated an Asian girl. Haha, really? <laughs> <laughs> because that's not just for white guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, she was a really good girl, awesome girl. 
just happened to be Japanese, and people would just say weird things to us, like whenever we'd be like on the street together, you know, like people would just come to us and give us compliments that are pretty much insults, you know what I mean? And Zoe stopped us, and she was like, "Wow, you guys would have the most amazing kids! Like your kids would be able to both." Do as well and play basketball. Kudos to you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, that's such a nice thing to say, Mom. <laughs> so being that you're half black and half Indian, does that mean you can own your own convenience store and rob it? So I had to move out of the first place. for another time. But things were going pretty well, but I kind of felt like she didn't really want to date me for me. Like I felt like she wanted to date me for like, my blackness, like everything that's stereotypically black about me. Because I came home one day and she was crying and I was like, Wobby, why are you crying? And she said the most amazing thing I've heard in my life. She said, it's because you're not black. Now, I know it's not the lighting in here, but last time I checked, I happened to be black. So I was like, how am I black? Explain yourself. She was like, you don't rap, you don't dance, you haven't been to jail, you're not black. And I was like, wow, well, you know what? You're not Japanese. Yeah, we've run ninjas since we've been together. And then there's 12 ninjas showed up and she killed us. Thank you, that's the problem. Yay! 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 December 5th for Ed Sullivan. I'm uh, sorry, December 3rd for Ed Sullivan. That's what I already started drinking. Give uh, a handful of comments on tonight. Um, and Genesis. This guy's still in the back. So we're going to see if we're going to show. 